Hello and welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Krista Rosa. I am here with Sahela uh, Rastami. She is a Muslim Iranian American that I went to college with. She was my TA in my race, race relations class. Um, and she wears hijab. And so that's probably what we're going to talk about today. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. You're so excited. You're like a fan of the show. She's like freaking out. I don't know why. I was like, we're literally in my apartment. It's just us. Like, we're good. I love this. This is so special. Thank you. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so you're like the nicest guest I've had so far. You're like so happy to be here. (laughs) Yes. No, I'm very humble. Thank you. No, it's I I, you you were my TA in um, a race relations class that I took in college. Mm -hmm. And you each of our TAs, Jalea, um, was another one of them. So Jalea Hassan, the one that I think it was episode, I don't remember which episode 12, it was. I think 12, maybe yeah. 11, 12. Um, she, the, it was about being adopted. She was another one of RTAs. And you each had to give like a presentation during the, the course of the class about something about yourself and like right. sharing who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, yours was all about wearing hijab and what it was and what's what it's like and, you know, like common misconceptions. And actually in it, you like took your, your scarf off of your head. And I it did. was like <laughs> the best moment ever. And I was like <laughs> crying and like it was great. And it was like so amazing and like so eye-opening and I loved it and so I would like to like somehow you know like recreate this in in audio format (laughs) basically um and I just want to interview you about that and what it's like and what um wearing hijab like the impacts it has what like things that I would not think of as like a random white American male that like doesn't have to think about this like things that you have to deal with every day or just like how why it's a part of you and why you continue to do it and even into adulthood um so you were born in Colorado yes I was and then you moved like you were in the United States for how many years before you went to so I was six years old when my family decided to move back to Iran um and we were in the capital in Tehran it's this huge city it's actually very similar to New York City and I was 10 years old when we moved back to the States. Um, and we still visit. We go back and forth often. You know, the extended family is all there. So yeah, um, it, it's it's a part of my identity. It's a big part of my identity. Yeah. And especially in like a lot of Middle Eastern cultures, it's like family is a huge deal. And like many other people that I know that are from either Iran or like another country in the area all like go back all the time and see their family there. And Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and. I try to go when I can. My family goes more than I do just because I'm always tied up with work. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and you're in the medical field. You're I training am. to be a surgeon. Yes. Yes. That's the plan. <laughs> and I get you for like a month and then you leave and then I get you for another month and then you like God only knows if you'll ever come back. Yes. I'm basically living out of a suitcase. So yeah. it's exciting. Well, like that's in true New York fashion. You yes. come here for a month and you're like living on someone's couch in with a suitcase of clothes. Basically. Yeah. Um, so you, when did you start wearing a headscarf? So... I grew up in a household where my mom has always worn her headscarf, you know, ever since they came to the States back in like um, the late 80s. My mom has always been covered her. She's always covered her head and she's always worn modest clothing. And so that was, oh, that was always a part of um, my life. And growing up in the States, obviously, I'm living in a, a different culture, um, predominant by a different religion entirely. And um, living in Iran and living here, the, 
I was always struggling. Like, do I want to have it on like my mom? Do I not want to have it on like the society I'm living in? And so um, based on the religion, you girls start wearing the hijab or start covering when they hit puberty, essentially. So like so, when you're becoming a woman. Right. right? So nine, so, yeah. 10, kind of that age. And so I was in Iran, actually, when I was nine years old and there was this huge ceremony. And it's like, you know, all the girls now start like wearing the scarf and it's kind of, you know, encouraged and such. And it's um, kind of like commu- like to, to liken it to like Catholicism or Christianity. Right, it's like right. Holy Communion. Right. Or like, right? A, like I don't it's know, like, like a bat mitzvah even. Yeah, like, kind a, bat, of thing. Yeah, like a bat mitzvah. Exactly. It's like the like coming of age or like a quinceanera right. if you're in like, you know. Perfect. Exactly. Like something like, right, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. And um, and so that's kind of when I started wearing. And, and I was 10 when we came back to the state. So it was like, oh, I have this option to take it off if I want to. And I'm very fortunate that I come from a family where they're very moderate. They tell me that these are our beliefs, there are values, but you are able to choose for yourself. Yeah. And so, um, I, I just felt like because it was such a big part of my identity that I decided to keep it on and kind of, especially in high school, I start questioning again, do I want to have it on and everything? And so, um, I just decided that long term, I believe my beliefs uh, fall in line with what the hijab, the scarf represents and I want to be covered and it doesn't limit me from doing anything I want. I'm still very active. I go out with friends. I do a whole slew of things. Um, It's just a part of me. It's kind of like my skin. Yeah. Um, And I, and I, it's an identity. I'm, I'm very happy to show to the world and share. Do you, did you, were you like, do you know anyone when you're young that is also doing this or like going through the same thing that you are with that decision? Like, are you the only person, like when you go to high school, are you the only person like wearing hijab in your high school? You know, it's interesting. Um, Even though I've, for a lot of my childhood, I've lived in bigger cities where there was a diverse community. I was almost consistently, my sister and I were the only two who would always wear a hijab. um, And we were known for that in school and it was fine. Um, But it's interesting that I feel like, yes, everyone, a lot of other girls go through that. But they opt out of it because it is hard. It is hard yeah. to kind of have this on. And, and you are a red flag. Maybe that's not the right, I guess, expression. Well, it's to just say, like an obvious it's, thing. It's obvious, like, right, yeah. right. You know, if people want to identify you, they're like, oh, the girl that wears the headscarf. Yeah. And immediately if people know who, you, yeah. who they're talking about. And it's fine. It's an identifier. And so, um, so that was, I guess, maybe a part of why I wanted to keep it on because I'm like, this sets me apart from other people and it's hard. It, I have hard days, but it sets me apart and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Do, does it like, so when you're, so you're in high school and you're thinking, I don't know if I want to, what, what, what is the motivation to not have it on just so, to assimilate and be not the person that always has the headscarf or a little bit. So, you know, the, the concept behind having the headscarf, um, I guess, well, if I explain that will help, um, where we're going as far as answering this question, it's, the reason you cover, at least for women, um, is because you want to preserve your beauty for your home. Um, you want to p- preserve that beauty for the household, for um, people who you are okay seeing you, your body, your hair. And it's it's a way of, um, essentially they say a, a part of it is, you know, the, one of the most beautiful parts of a woman, or anyone for that matter, is their hair. You know, it's their face. That's the first thing you see and the hair is around them. And so when you cover that hair, you're taking a part of your beauty way and you're doing that purposefully. Yeah. And so kind of in high school and you know, everyone's like in their group of friends and you know, you want to be in relationships and all that kind of stuff. And in this culture, it's like, I want, I want that. I want to be recognized. I want people to be like, Oh, you look cute today. Oh, like you braided your hair and stuff. And so in high school, you are like kind of coming into your sexuality, if you will, not to be too like 
perverse about it, but like right. you're becoming a sexual being in high school because you're like going through puberty. Right, and, you're trying yeah. to identify yourself. You just, that is your um, and your body is your changing. Footing, you're you're changing, becoming a per- right. you know you're becoming either a woman or a man. Right, and you're you know you're. Like, yeah, your hormones are, like, existing for the first time. So it's like, yeah. No, but so, like, so like outer, like, so your outer appearance is a big part it of matters. you in high school. It matters. Yeah. And for me, it necessarily, it never necessarily did because I was so focused on other things. But, you know, there's a part of you that it, it matters. You know, you want to be able to dress up cute one day and go to, um, go to school or even in even beyond the sexuality and the hormones and all that kind of stuff in gym class like you're sweating you're hot and you're outside and you have this thing on your head and like you're you can't breathe and it's those little things that becomes a challenge it's like wow do I like I'm putting myself through this and um and I realized that over time that that was important to me It, it was part of the struggle and at the end of the day like that I that was something I wanted to preserve myself for myself and and so you thought you valued that as important as to be, and it is, I don't want to say the word conservative because that mm-hmm. now has such a connotation of like right. so many different things, especially right. in your culture and like from Americans looking at your culture. Right. But like, it is just like another thing of like, I want like modesty, I guess, but like right. just not be like not having it all out there for right. lack of a better right. term. Exactly. And so, um, I guess that's why I decided I said, you know, I, this is a big part of my identity and I want to keep it on. And I'm, I'm, able to overcome all those challenges and those inconveniences, maybe even gym class that I'm having. And that's okay. And what I found even, even as, um, even in high school, even through my childhood, it was a conversation starter. And I love that people would ask me questions. My friend would ask me questions, like even something like, Oh, do you shower with it? I loved it. Which and like, it started, obviously you don't, but obviously like people ask, I don't. Yeah. And people asked me that and I was like, do you sleep with it? No, I actually take it off when I go home. And I thought that was so valuable. It was a really great segue for me to start conversations. And, and because my culture, my Persian heritage was so, so valuable to me. Yeah. The, the hijab, my headscarf was a way for people to, to start that conversation. Like, and like be invited into that culture. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, we would have these fantastic conversations about it and I absolutely loved it. And the best part of it too, was that especially from my female friends, they were able to see the bo- both sides of it. So they saw me outside of my home with my hijab on at school. But if we had like an all female gathering or a sleepover, or they came over to my house, they would see my hair and my hijab and without my hijab. And they would be like, Oh wow. Like, you're the same person, but I feel so different around you. Yeah. And I would say, well, why? I'm, I'm literally the same person. I, you can only see my hair. And that interaction and that perspective from them was also very interesting to me. And I wanted to kind of maintain that. Yeah. So you, so like when you go home, like if you're in your own home, like you have it off. Right. Unless there's like a male who is not your is father. Is not my, like family or your member. Brother. Or really, okay. exactly. So, so like cousin, is that a lot? Like, no. So here, well, yes and no. So um, I guess, again, going back to like why I wear, the, why any woman uh, wears a hijab. So, you know, you want to preserve your beauty for the household. You want to preserve your um, your body and that, that modesty for the home. And basically anyone who's blood related to you, men who are blood related to you can basically see your hair um, with the exception. And there are obviously like, you know, there are some details like cousins can't, but brother can, spouse can. Yeah. Um, your father-in-law can, but the brother-in-law can't. I mean, those are just kind of, yeah, you know, my like dude, little but, intricacies. Right. Yeah. But for the most part, someone who's blood related to your Well, you're like immediate family. Immediate mainly, family. Yeah. Right. So, and then, um, and then men who are not related to you, if you are in any space with them, you cover is the background of that. Okay. So, so, like, so, so when I go home and if I invite you over to my home, I will ruin my scarf. Cause like I'm there because yeah, you're there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, 
you know, you're basically family to me. No, but like still. But, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, yeah, because like I'm coming to your home. Because it's right. like, so it's not just when you get to your house, you're like, you throw it off. off. It exactly. depends on who's there. Got right, it. right. And then do you like, are there ever days whenever you like come home and you're like, oh, get this thing off my head. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, are you, are you, do you come home and like, I feel like it's like, um, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I need to take my contacts out like right now. Yes. Or like women are like, I need to take my bra off like right now. <laughs> Like, is that like how do you have those days like that? There are some days. And so like, especially if I have long shifts at the hospital or on rotations or something and my hair is like tight in a bun for like 15 hours and I come home and I can't feel my head because it's numb. Yeah. I would like to take my, uh, I would like to take it off and get my hair out and just, and it hurts, you know, and it's, it's fine. Um, you know, I, I'm the exception. I think most people aren't that extreme, but it, it is, it's a nice relief. You come home and it's like, okay, I'm home. Yeah. Do you feel, do you always, you always put your hair up in a bun? Do you ever have it just down, but just under the scarf or do you usually put it up? I almost always put it up just because it's easier, easier out of the way. Yeah. Especially yeah. in the summer, like your hair just sticks to your neck and yeah. it gets hot. So I, I always have it up because yeah. it's, it doesn't tangle and all that kind of stuff. Again, intricacies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Just to like have it like up there right, to just right. be like away. What, um, do you, go ahead. Well, it's also interesting too, because so for instance, and people may not think about that when I have my head up in a bun and I have my hijab, my scarf on top, it like, it just looks prettier from the outside. My head's not just this round glob, you know, yeah. walking around the streets. And so having that bun gives it a little bit more of a, I guess, like almost shape. even a fat shape. Like it gives shape. it even a yeah. fashion, you know, since a lot of women do their own intricacies with how they put their hair up just so it looks in a certain way yeah. when they put their hijab on. Once it's on. covered. Exactly. Yeah. And then do you like... What are the other, like, are there any other rules about it that, like, are very, like, that, like, are very strict? Or is there any other rules other than just, like, you kind of have to, like, you wear it and unless, like, so many certain people are in, like, if you're in mixed company, right. you're, like, wearing it. Right. Like, no, is that really the only rules that come really with it? That's really the only rules. And I guess the hijab, just to be more specific, too, the hijab just means, like, covering yourself it's not yeah. just the head i people kind of assume it's just the head but you know obviously if i'm a mixed company or something i'm not going to wear a tank top and come out because when i cover say my body that's also a form of a hijab yeah so but that's really it there are no restrictions on patterns or colors or shapes or styles no it's it's actually it's very interesting how women who go into the hijab and i too use it at almost sometimes as a fashion sense and say like yeah. oh look at this I have I have scarves that I wear that more formal and I wear them to formal events and some that are more casual and I just wear them out. So there is no heart and set rule for it. Just that your body essentially is covered by something. I was going to ask next, like, is there like you, you I know you from you, you like always use it as a part of your outfit. It's not just like, oh, I have to like randomly throw this scarf on. <laughs> it is just like an accessory that you wear all the time, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like people are, you know, they're into handbags, into watches and stuff and Muslim women who um obviously this is a part of them we'll use this as a fashion sense as well it's very interesting and there's an industry for it you know different hijabs and you know how men can tie their ties different ways and it looks women can do that with their hijabs and and it's just fascinating and almost too it, it goes to the way that maybe how culture influences religion as well because say women in turkey literally wear their hijab like the way they're tie they they tie their scarves is in a very beautiful distinct way than say someone from malaysia or someone from iran and they're all practicing muslims it's just it's very interesting too that yeah that cultural well it's like a cultural thing within a cultural exactly exactly do you always tie yours the same way for the most part so as far as the hijab is concerned like i can wear shawls or i can wear like a square 
scarf that I like tie in a certain way and I wear my shawls and in, in square scarves, I guess, separately. Because it's just like basically the, the, the pattern. The pattern or, or the yeah. Not the pattern, but like the cut. The of cut, the, exactly. Of the garment is just different. So. Exactly. Yeah. But um, I almost, I'm pretty consistent with it. And I think almost everyone finds their little cute tie. Yeah. Well, just works. like anyone that wears a scarf like around their neck. Right. Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, everyone does it differently. Differently, yeah. Do you buy, where do you buy your scarves? Anywhere? Like anywhere that a scarf is sold? <laughs> Yes. Like, is a lot of the ones that you wear are just like scarves that like I like any or just in any woman's clothing store, right? Basically, so initially, I think, I think the U.S. fashion scene is moving towards recognizing scarves as a part of your outfit, and initially, like, for the most part, still I buy my scarves and 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 shawls from Iran. Uh, obviously, that's where the base is, is from, and and I think there's like this website from this Turkish uh, place that I just love, and we get a ton of places from that too. But yeah. Um, yeah, there's sometimes that I go into the store and, and what people would wear around their neck. I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful color. I don't have that. And I get it. And yeah. I wear it around my head. <laughs> there's a lot of stores too that have like huge scarves yes. now, like that are real <laughs> long ones. And like the, even like, like Zara, all the men's scarves are like so long Lo- and I love them because they're totally, just like, like cover my yes. whole body with them. And yeah. <laughs> and I could definitely use those. Yeah. For my head. And, um, so yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of nice and convenient to have that here and, and to be able to utilize that. Yeah. Do you ever feel that it holds you back in certain situations like do you ever feel hindered by it mm-hmm. at this point in my life no I actually feel like it very much empowers me okay. I there are definitely moments where I go someplace where I'm doing something and I almost get a double look like oh, oh there's that there's a Muslim girl here and, and it surprises people and I think that to me is very empowering because the scarf itself, I mean, the physical form of it doesn't restrict me at all. And I think up until recently, um, I guess mentally it did. I was like, oh, man, people are going to take a look at me. What are they going to think when they see me with a hijab? Yeah. But I think over time I've come to learn that it's actually very empowering. And, and again, because it's such a big part of my identity, it makes sense. And I feel so much more confident with it. Yeah. Do you ever feel that people... Like, do you ever feel people looking at you? I mean, you just kind of said that a little bit, but is it ever, does that ever bother you at all? It depends. It depends. It's very interesting, the, the sense that you get. There are some people who look at you and they're like, oh, that's interesting. And again, it, it kind of going back to when I was in high school or, or younger, it was, it's a way for people to start a discussion. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. And I'm very glad. I'm very, very glad that that's kind of continued through my life. But there are definitely some places where I go and it's, it, it, that look or the look they give it's a little overpowering and the intent behind it is not very clear and so i feel uncomfortable but i'm in my own skin and it's fine i deal with it and i let it pass um and again like there there have definitely been moments where i've surprised people and they just don't know how to react to it and it's great um i used to skate and i went from figure skating to hockey i did both i at one point really fun um was a zamboni driver at penn state oh my god (laughs) yes i forgot about this (laughs) for the hockey games and so you know i'm I'm playing hockey recreationally i'm skating and people look i I take my helmet off and there's a hijab underneath it and i a lot of people like whoa did not expect that you know and it's great It's, it's it's a nice surprise it's a pleasant surprise or you know i'd roll on the ice with the zamboni and at a D1 hockey game and everyone's like, wait a minute. She's not only a female driver, yeah. but she's wearing a headscarf. And it threw a lot of people off, but it was great. Again, it, it, it started a lot of conversations and I, I value that. Yeah. 
Do you ever feel, did you ever get, do you ever get like annoyed with those conversations though? Or do you ever feel like, oh God, I'm like so sick of like teaching these people about like this, <laughs> like fuck. Like, like I feel like that would get like really exhausting. It, it can be. I think I've taken upon myself to enjoy every single one because all the, all the dialogues are different. Yeah. Every person's different. They, each, each person takes it to a different direction and I enjoy it because I feel like I'm doing my part and and making sure people are comfortable to have those questions and to ask them because I think it's still so much better to just go up to some random person in the street and ask them a question. And I feel like 90% of the people will answer versus saying taking it off a false source and, and kind of running with that. And so I've probably had the same conversation like a hundred times. And yeah. you're right. I have friends of mine who are with me and they hear those conversations a lot. They're like, oh my God, stop. Like We've again, like again. Oh, uh, they could even recite it. They've heard it so many times. Yeah. But I value that and I don't get tired because the conversation is the same, but the people are different. Yeah. Oh, that's that was a nice little one. Little zinger. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> do you like what is something what are like three? I don't know. Give me like three like misconceptions that you think of people like that people have or like three things that like people always ask that you like you like just put it on the record now so that people don't have to ask you when they meet you in person. Do you know what I mean? Like what are like three things you wish you could like scream to a crowd of people that like would all be staring at you if you walked into a room or something, you know? Right. Hmm. Like, no, you don't shower with it on. No, I don't shower with it on. You do take it off whenever you come into the house. (laughs) Right. The one that comes to my mind almost immediately is, are you, are you oppressed? Do you, do you feel like, covering yourself yeah, like is, your dad is like making you do this right you're, yeah. you're being forced to do something you don't want you know yeah. and and i think i i believe that's that's false just and i'm not saying it doesn't happen there are definitely some places and some people who are forced into doing certain things they don't want including wearing the hijab but i think for the majority of the muslim women and not to speak for my entire religion because it's so it's so vastly yeah. different in the world when it's practiced but I think for most women, they they choose to have it on because the perception that we're coming from in in wearing the hijab is we're taking the power away from men, say, to look at us in a in a demeaning and derogatory way. Yeah, we're like you can't that, like admire. You can't, you can't see like it. see this because well, like I'm you're not. It's not worth. From you. Exactly. Yeah, like you're unless not worth seeing to. it unless exactly. I. Exactly. Sh- yes. Unless I choose to show it to you. So I yeah. think it's actually very empowering. Like, you know, for instance, when you mentioned like in the in class when I took off my scarf, that was risky. And every time I did that for the three four semesters that I was TAing that class, every time I I came up to that point of the the presentation, my heart was pounding. And by this point, I had already known all of you guys for. God, like how months. many months? Yeah. And we had all these very intimate conversations and still my heart was pounding. Um, and even like when you did it, you like took your scarf off and like all of your hair fell down because I didn't know how long your hair was. <laughs> right. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and you had like all this long hair and you like took it off and then you like looked down and like wouldn't look at us for a second and you like took a big deep breath. Like I have a viv- so oh vividly remember like <laughs> where I was sitting in the room when this oh happened even because I remember like how powerful it was because it was right. just like, one, I had no idea what your hair looked like. Right. Like you could be bald, like other than the little <laughs> hair that you see like pulling it, like you could have had no hair at all. Like you could have been like a, like a Hasidic Jew woman that like <laughs> yeah. shaves their head and wears a wig like literally (laughs) and like you put it down and you like took a deep breath and you're like kept talking but it was just like very obvious that it was like a big deal for you which like made it very a big deal for everyone else right you know what I mean because it was like 
you it, you took it very seriously. I did. It made it right. it made it apparent to everyone right. that. But for me, and that was very valuable. And thank you for putting it that way because I've actually never heard. I've never asked anyone afterwards how how was your experience when I did that? Because obviously for me, I'm like, oh my god, what am I doing? I'm not used to doing this. But and, and thank you for sharing that. That's very interesting to me. And and it was. It's a big deal. But at that moment, I thought, and, and I believe that in choosing to take it off, I'm making a I'm making a point. I'm making an impact. And I want people to realize that having it on or off, it doesn't change yeah, the person. Like you're not going to mount away and like become. Like, <laughs> right. It's you don't think you're not like Amish people where like if right. you take a picture of them, like their soul is stolen <laughs> exactly. and they're going like, to like die. Or like you yeah, know, like it's not like or like my 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 ideology or spiritual yeah. beliefs are like gonna, God's just going to like smite you <laughs> for being a big whore. Or like yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Or like you know, I have it on and I have certain beliefs, and when I take it off, I have different beliefs. No, I'm the same exact person. It's just I look different all of a sudden to everyone, yeah. and so. Um, it is. And so at those moments when you choose to have it off, it's it's fine. I mean, and that's why a lot of women can pick and choose. And, and that's the other thing. I mean, like I said, again, the hijab, if you're looking at the whole body and being modest, for instance, I will wear like quarter um, uh, sleeves. Uh, yeah, you're like forearms are exposed. Forearms are exposed, right? And, yeah. you know, some women, like my mom to this day, you know. We'll almost, wear like a full sleeve. You know, we'll wear a full sleeve. Maybe like go up to like mid forearm, maybe. Um, if she's working somewhere or like out or whatever, but even within that, we have different spectrums. Like I'm, I will wear sometimes more tight fitting clothing and that's fine. It basically shows my body, you know, yeah. but, and someone will, will not absolutely, they will yeah, always wear f- like, like a lot, like a long exactly, dress or something. Right? Yeah. So I think within that too, we have different choices and, and we're not forced necessarily to be in certain, um, attire in certain colors. Um, and, and again, I know there are some places in the world. Yes. Where there are rules, dress dress codes essentially for men and women. Um, people often overlook the male aspect. Like for example, from where where my family's from, Iran. If you're in Iran, regardless of what religion you practice, when you leave the house, you have to have some sort of a head cover, head head covering. You don't have to cover your face yeah. or anything. Um, and then you have to this, wear like that reminds me of like not to cut you off and this is also like literally you're gonna roll my eyes at me but like on if you've ever watched Homeland like she's always in Iran and like in Iraq and everything and she like even though she's like a white woman she still like puts her she like takes a scarf and puts it like covers up her hair right like just to like like because like that's what you have to do do right and in Iran it runs a little different but you know and you do that and a lot of tourists go and visit and the women you know where yeah a, a sheer even headscarf and they do it out of respect to the, the, yeah. the rules and that's fine well but that's even like in if you go to the vatican like women exactly. are not allowed to wear shorts at all exactly like you have to be wearing long pants and long sleeves you. like that's you are like exactly and analogous. that's like c- the catholic religion right like, you know what i mean like you cannot like my mom was like head was like covered up completely exactly. like she had like a jacket and p- jeans on i mean it's also like winter so like no shit <laughs> but like you know what i mean like you can't go and like if you've ever read what's it called? What was the one uh, Angels and Demons? Like when they go to the Vatican City, like yes. they wouldn't let the girl in. Remember? That's perfect. And he was like fucking idiot bitch. Like why did you just wear fucking these like skanks shorts? <laughs> oh like remember? Like he was like God, this idiot. Like it was, it was he's perfect. like why don't you know to like not wear these clothes? Like no. so they had to like, go buy her pants that's... so that she could like enter the crime scene. <laughs> that's literally like, and that's perfect. I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up because it's analogous. It's like you know there are some places that they have those rules and and you know a lot of churches are like that yeah. if you're in europe you're, you're a tourist or the vatican obviously is the big one or even some synagogues or some religious places you have some dress code you adhere to and so most often than not people think that women are the only ones who have those rules but like in iran men typically don't wear muscle shirts because if they do something like oh it's tight fitting you know whatever um or like khaki shorts and stuff like men aren't so they also they have, wear pants right they have to wear like yes longer so it's obviously it's not from my perspective as strict 
but they too have some codes that they have to adhere to. And and I don't want to paint Iran as the picture of like this, you know, conservative, strict government location. I don't say government, but um, location. It's really not. But within the realm of the rules, both men and women have that. So when people say like, oh, in, in your religion, women are oppressed. I'm like, well, no, it's first of all, I don't feel oppressed. Um, but also there are some guidelines for both men and women. Yeah. Um, that was, I guess, the. Yeah. Do you like. I was someone was in India that I was talking to. Not that that has literally anything to do with uh, Iran at all, <laughs> but like they were saying in the like because you think of these other like you know countries that I've never been to. And right. she was like, "Oh, I was in India, and like women had to be driven in like a different car than the men." And she was s- telling us about how basically like it's very different. Like you think of it as like, "Oh, the women are oppressed," but in reality, she's like, "If anything, the women are more p- powerful, powerful because they like." get to go in this car that's like just them right like they're not traveling together and stuff like that certain things and she was like i got to just like go by myself and Mm -hmm. like they arranged this entire thing so that i could like go travel to this place right like she's like if anything it was empowering because i was like living as an like as like an as like a A a-list person right of course yeah it's very interesting because kind of looking at the iranian culture and and I know we're doing it from religion a little bit, but yeah. there's such a big impact of culture on the religion. And and that's the thing. So, for example, what we view as Muslim women, typically you have you, you can think in your mind. And this was something I said in my presentation. When you think of a Muslim woman, you think of this woman wearing black head to toe and her face is covered and all you can maybe see are her yeah. eyes. And she's wearing like or in like gloves, a full burqa, full like, burqa. Yeah. Right. And that's not the case at all. I mean, most people, and that may be the case in some places where they practice the religion like that because the culture supersedes it in that particular way. Whereas like in Iran, if you go there and you're, you're touring, you will see women in all sorts of colors and designs and patterns. And some will have more coverage. Some won't have um, as much. And, they also adhere to the relig- to the, the the guidelines of the society, but it's very interesting because ultimately, um, that's not the case, and and they're they're all Muslim. Yeah. So, kind of looking back though at, at older Iran and older Persia, when I was talking to my mom or whatever, and my grandparent, my grandma, she was like, "Yeah, I for the longest time never went to the market. I never did the shopping for the house because why should a woman go and and, and shop for the whole household and and lug all this." stuff up the stairs yeah, and all like, that kind put of stuff. It like like a camel like you right, know what I mean? like literally right. like, a, like a pack mule yeah, and yeah. She- <laughs> you know what i mean like a, like like just like a lo- like a horse just carrying the load yeah, yeah. right like that's what she's saying that's right exa- yeah so she was like yeah the men would do it and it wasn't that the women weren't allowed in the market or they didn't go to the market it was just like why yeah like, i'm not picking more- this shit up like yeah. you're the man like do it yeah, yeah. I'm, i i can be at home comfortable and the man will take care of it and it was just culture of like you respect it, it is actually respect for the woman and and it's you know for example and, and even with the hijab i think of it too in relationships it's when two people get into a relationship and the one female is a is a hijabi or even if she's not but she's modest in any way what she's setting precedence for that relationship is her character she's saying yeah. my character comes first before my looks and body and I think that that also is very powerful to me where, you know, when I talk to people, they get to know me. They get to know Sohaila before they get to know like, oh, you know, look at that. Look at her. Look at how she yeah. looks, you know. Um, and and I think that's so powerful to a lot of relationships. Maybe may, be more successful because they might go that traditional route where the two people get to know each other versus just the physical attraction. Yeah. That's where that's like um, Rose McGowan 
you know, she was on Charmed. I, you know who she is, right? Yes. She like shaved her head recently, it's amazing. like within the past like past year, and she does this whole thing where she talks about basically that her hair was taking away her power, right? And like she was like, I was like an A list celebrity and so famous at the time, and like <laughs> I was still like getting talked down to by like wow. executives at, and like wow. like movie executives because I was just like some broad. You know what I mean? Like right, and she was right. saying like she had did a whole thing on Chelsea's like Netflix show that she was like, I shave my head every day now because like my hair was like taking away my power, power. and now they like look at me and they like hear what I have to say and it's exactly. not I'm not just like exactly a wig. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right, I'm not so that's like I'm very like, like derogatory for me to no, say. No, no, no. It's not just like some random like bimbo like uh, gorgeous. I mean she's beautiful. She's like beautiful, gorgeous of course, of course, girl, course. but like not just some random like right. whatever like you know, model actress. Exactly. I'm like, exactly. I'm the per- this person and this, they get to know me for this, not like my hair. Yes. Yeah. And it, so it, do you feel similar to that? Does I that do. Feel like- I do. I think once people get past like seeing me do as much, as many things that I do with the hijab and we have that dialogue, we have that discourse after the fact is, oh, like I know. So Hala, yeah. Like these yeah. are the things she likes. These are the things she doesn't like. This is the way that she acts. And it's not, I feel like it gives me more power. People get to know me. Um, and that's why I'm so blessed with fantastic friends because I'm able to, I think, almost expedite that relationship yeah. building than most other And then connect on a deeper level exactly, easier. Exactly. Yeah. Do you... But the thing is, the thing that's like funny is that it's like you're not like a mo- like yeah it's modest, but like you're not like a modest person when it comes to like you love like really nice clothing. All we did the entire time we've been here is fucking shop. <laughs> yes. Like do you know what I mean? Like we like went shopping, we t- tried on clothes, like we did all this. It's like right. it has nothing to actually do with like you being like lesser than or just like not as interesting. I don't want to say materialistic, but no, like you know what of I mean? course, like not that you're not materialistic because that's yeah. such like a dirty word nowadays, <laughs> but like. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. ju- listen. We were shopping. You were in the trenches with me at Zara, and we <laughs> yes, were like shopping we were. just as much as I am. And everyone knows I like nice things. And it's yes. like you're the exact same way. Yeah. And you said that your sister's really into fashion, and like you, mom and your sister love to go shopping. Like you know, they, they like you're just you're just course. like the rest of us. Yes, in the sense of like loving nice things and loving and like the scarf you're wearing right now is like patterned and has like silver <laughs> in it, and it's like something yes. like anyone else would wear. You know what I mean? It's exactly yeah yeah. And just a shout out to my mom and sister because they basically clothe me they get yeah. <laughs> so many things that i just love and they do all my shopping for me and it is true it's it's very interesting too as 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 things have progressed i mean you know a lot of the the world i mean we're going in the same direction the east and the west aren't necessarily as different um as people may think and so the sense of fashion for example in iran i i, I keep on going back to iran because it's so familiar to me like people now wear these beautiful like tu- um, tunics or they wear these beautiful like jackets and clothing and stuff that's very much aligned with the western development of fashion yeah and so we i guess if people are really into it and i kind of do that like i said because we can't show our hair we are able to express our personality other, other through thing. other means exactly yeah. so some women again it might be like every day they they tie their scarf in a particular way and it's just fantastic it's like new every day it's cool it's like as if you're doing your hair or um instead they accessorize in other ways you know handbags um just what they wear and 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 so it it doesn't take away at all from that individuality it's just it's beautiful that there's like a basis that everyone for example covers a certain way hair or body um but they still put their personal touch to it yeah do you regret it at all like do you ever think like what would I have done if I didn't like do you feel that you could ever not do it or is this like like do you ever think like maybe I'll just stop wearing it like do you ever think that or no hmm. no it could be a completely acceptable no, answer no, no, no. that's a that's a good question I I've gotten that a lot and every time I 
I, I think because things can change so much in the interim. I err on the side of I would almost under any circumstance have it on. And this too, if we lived in a, in a utopian society, I've said this to a couple of my friends, if, we, if we've lived in a society where everything's perfect, people really respect each other and love each other and understand each other for their differences, I may very well not have had it on. Because personally, I, I've come to a point, I'm very um, grateful for this, that I'm so comfortable with myself and, and my background and everything. And sharing that with everyone, that having it on or not necessarily for me doesn't make a difference. But I will continue having it on until it stops making a difference for other people as well. In a negative way. Yeah. So this is my almost daily way of making a statement. When people see me in in places they don't expect to see a Muslim girl, I think that in itself is so valuable. Yes. I don't even have to do anything. Just I'm not like going vis- out of my like way. Just visibility in general. Right, right. So the visibility, I think, makes a an impact in the society we live in now. So if, if we lived in a perfect world where everyone respected everyone and we were all on the same page and understood each other, maybe there, there's a greater chance I wouldn't have had it on. Yeah. Because I love my hair. I love like just, I love it. It's a part of me. I mean, it's my, you know, but at this point where we are, I think having it on is more powerful for myself, for my community, my heritage and, and the, in the society we live in. Yeah. So I don't regret it. But could there be different outcomes at some point? Sure. Okay. Not that like, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's like not something that like is, I mean, you say that it's a big part of your identity. Right, and I completely right. understand that. But like, and not that I'm like, yeah, you should take it off or whatever. You, <laughs> you know, know what I mean? Right, but it's right. like, I, it's interesting to know that, yeah. that like, it's like one day do you see yourself like not doing it? Like, right, yeah. Like right. there's certain things that I right. wear. I mean, it's not as like culturally or like oh, it's personally you, significant right. but there were things that i would like wear every day and then there's time and then randomly one time i'd right. be like you know what i don't want to wear this right anymore. you know what i mean and then <laughs> yes. i just didn't yes. so i guess i'm trying right. to like liken it to that no but. absolutely and and for me and i feel kind of more on i err on the side of 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 leaving options open but you know i think of my my mother or sister and my mom would never i mean she's like this yeah. is this she's is like me. for life she's for life yeah. and, and i respect her for that and and i, I look up to her for that she's a big um part of influencing the way i think my worldview and and my sister too i mean she's had some adversities with having it on and she stuck with it um and so while i'm a little bit more flexible some other people may or may not be and there's there are some women who and i respect them too they're they're modest but their their belief is inward and so we have some family friends of ours who if they're in a little bit more of a religious crowd or a crowd that practices, they will have it on out of respect to everyone else. Yeah. And that's so powerful. It's like you are so comfortable. You can go either way. But on a normal day-to-day life, no, they don't have it on because they're like, I just, I, I like my hair. I'm okay with it. My yeah. beliefs are separate from how I look. And so there are some people who do both and it's fine. Um, and there's Get some you a girl who, that can do both. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> And there are some people who stick to one or the other or some people who will never put it on. Some people who always put it on. So it's the flexibility of it is it's beautiful. Does your sister wear her job? She does. She does. does, Yes. Do you have anyone in your family that doesn't? Extended family. Yes. So, for example, most and all my extended family lives in Iran. And there. Yes, there are some people who obviously outside they they will because they they um they have to but inside the home if they have mixed crowds they won't and yeah and um and there are some who do so it's interesting you will go to a crowd where some have it on some don't and it's very much like an american society it's good to know that it's like a personal 
It is. Tro- and not that I yes. didn't think that before, but it's cool to see that like even within your own family, there's like right. some people are like, oh, I think that it's acceptable for me to do of this, course. so I'm just going to do it. And then other people, and then like other ones are like, no, I think I'm going to do this. And, and I love that you brought that up. Thank you. Because I even tell people, I'm like, so my sister and I, we grew up in the same household, same upbringing, same everything. And even her and I wear the hijab differently and we cover our bodies differently and we are just very different and we came from the same parents. And, and so I think that's the beauty of, of any sort of religion and and practice thereof, because everyone it's supposed to be individual. It's supposed to be personal and you're supposed to see where your comfort zone is and, and practice that rendition of it. And so, yeah, my sister and I, some people see us and, and we, we practice it. We wear ourselves differently. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you feel about people like if someone would do something similar with us like I have at times when it's like raining like taking the scarf off my head and like put it over my hair just so my hair doesn't get wet is that how do you feel about that I feel perfectly fine and obviously I can only speak to myself so yeah there are I think and I don't know when this is there's you know wear a hijab day and in the u.s or or somewhere that it's become a thing and women who usually don't wear the hijab or are not muslim will um just to kind of see what it's like what is it a day in the life of yeah like live in someone else's shoes for right and so and the, the experience they have all are very different it's just fascinating i'm okay with that i mean the reality is again that's it's all very contextual yeah and even within the questions, if, if someone I can have two different people ask me the same question and the intent behind it can be very different. And therefore, my reaction is going to be very different. And so, you know, it's raining. You don't want to get your head wet. Of course, you're going to cover your head. But if it's Halloween and you are just wearing it because you think it's funny. No, I yeah. will. That, that context, that intent is very different. If you are trying it because you genuinely want to have that experience. Of course, I mean you have the right to 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 experience different things but it's very much conceptual well excuse me take that out <laughs> it's very much much looking at the context under which that is done if it's i'm curious i want to try it i just i just want to try it i want to see how it's yeah. perfectly fine if it's malicious in any way and people will know if it's malicious yeah. then i do have a problem because you're looking at almost 2 billion people on earth who practice this religion. And again, all of them do it very differently, but this is either fortunately or unfortunately become a symbol of this religion um, for that whole gender and actually for the whole um, practicing population. And so if you're going to take that lightly, you're looking at a, at a really big, big population. You're, you're just dismissing, you're dismissing the cult. You're dismissing it. It's it's a bigger thing than you. It's a bigger thing than, than most people think. And so, being very aware of why you want to have it on yeah. is important to me. Okay, good. So if I want to cover my hair, oh, please. Because yeah. there's times when I do that, I'm oh like, oh my goodness. God, I like cannot do this. this no. is, I was like, I'm way too white to be doing this right now. And this is like offending so many people. And I need no. to not, I need to like rip this off not my head. A, if it's cold, I'm of course yeah. on your head. Like so much of your body heat gets off of your head. Obviously you're going to wear yeah. something. Um, do men ever wear it? No, right? Yes and no. So there's some... Like the thing that, so again, men in Iran never, you're, you're never going to see any men in Iran wear any sort of head coverage. Yeah, like that's not a part of the culture. It, no, but there's some cultures where the men wear like um, something that kind of semi covers the head. I know like going back to that almost stereotypical image of an Arab man, you know, you have something on your head basically. Um, 
Yeah, with like like a cloth and then with like a thing like holding it right, in place, correct? Right, that's like right, the, exactly. again like extremely stereotypical. That's very like stereotypical. not a turban of any kind. No, but no, like no. it's like the it's like imagine what you would do if you're like if you have like a fishing hat that's like really long in the back to like not have your you know like people <laughs> yes, have those fishing hats that yes. have like the length in the back. Yeah, it's like yeah, that, yeah, but exactly. it's just like cloth. Right, 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 right. So and and most like what um what is his name? The leader of um. He d- he's dead now. Oh, God. Yasser Arafat used to oh. wear it all the time, right? Like that. <laughs> like, which leader? Yeah, right? yes. Like, that's yeah. the one that I think yes. of as, like, yeah, most yeah, yeah. people will know. And again, that's cultural. That's, like, even that attar, it's cultural. Um, yeah. They wear it because it's part of their culture. They may assimilate it with the religion, but mm, it's not necessarily dictated anywhere in the religion. It's actually interesting, last point, I guess, as far as educational points. Um, in Islam itself, there the, the Quran, if we were just going purely to the book, there isn't anything about like women have to cover their head. It, it notes modesty. It notes like you need to cover your body. And I don't know kind of where in this point that translation led to cover your hair. And a lot of people have picked it up. But but looking at it purely from a religious standpoint, women actually aren't required to cover their heads. Yeah, it's just modesty. It's and a, however, you well, it's just like a per, like a perversion not to make right. that's not negative. Exactly. Word, but just and like literally you, like a like it, you know they take the people take the words to mean different things yes. and like someone yes. along the way was like that right. means this right. and then that's just and over time it it's stuck. just yeah, yeah it's adopted to yeah and people people stay with that yeah yep. what would you say to someone that like what would you say not even really to yourself but like to someone else that might be a 10 year old girl that's like has the exact same decision that you are ha, were faced with of like do you want to wear this do you want to commit to doing something like this or do you want to not right. what would you say and this doesn't have to be that hard. Like you don't, right. <laughs> I know it's a very hard and very broad question, mm-hmm. but you, you know, what would you, what would be something you would want to hear when you were like 10 years old? I would have to go back to how my, my family handled it. A, a big part of them was a, a big part of it was my family knew that I identify as both Iranian and American. I'm Muslim and American. And so the perspective that I have kind of wearing it or not wearing it was very different than, than my mom did when she was growing up. Yeah. I don't think she had as many similar, as many of the, you know, um, experiences that she, that I did when, when I was growing up. And so I think the most powerful thing is looking inward. And I know that's kind of cliche, like, oh, how does your heart feel? But it, it really does come down to that is how do you want to present yourself to the world? How are you willing to accept those challenges of how you're outwardly seen by the world and can you handle it for the rest of your life? And it's one of those things I tell, I, it was one thing my mom told me, she said, either put it on and stick with it and, and or take it off and stick with it. Like make your decision. Obviously I'm not locked in. It's not like now that I have it on it forever, yeah. but it's, it's like, you know, commit to it um, because it's a part of you and, and you're going to have to deal with the consequences, positive or negatively. I feel like people think consequences are negative, but no, it's, try to figure out who you are, how you want the world to see you and um, how much of that you're willing to accept when the questions and challenges or benefits of it come along as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Any other final thoughts? Oh my goodness. I love what you're doing here. Just the conversations and, and the one thing I always tell people is just be your own journalist. And I know everyone says this at this point, but even if you see a stranger, if they look different from you, if they're acting different from you, go up and ask, 
I've had so many strangers come up to me randomly and be like, hey, I just, I just have a question. I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, anything, ask me anything. And again, I can only speak for myself, but I can kind of give you a, a snippet of my world. And so if you see someone, and I have, I look at people, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what that is. Let me go and ask them. And it's just, I've never been disappointed. And so if you see a Muslim person, please go up and just strike up a conversation with them. If you see someone who looks different than you, go and have that talk because more often than not, it's going to be rewarding. It's just going to be a fantastic experience and, and keep on talking. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I guess just my final thought for everyone. And, and that goes not only for asking questions, but when people come to you, be invested in answering those questions as well. Yeah. Well, I love to talk, so I'm sure that this, I won't be, you know, lacking that anytime soon so (laughs) i'll be following your advice very very carefully good thank you um so hala thank you so much for sharing your story thank you thank you so much for talking to me about this i know it's a very personal thing and like i just like jam my way in there and be like (laughs) tell me everything i can just (laughs) like force you to answer all these really hard questions it's beautiful and i'm sure that i've offended a bajillion people and asked really dumb (laughs) questions and they're like you're a fucking idiot no so Sorry about that. But <laughs> there are no, like there are no dumb questions. So it's bring them on. That's yeah. perfectly fine. Okay, good. Um, again, thank you so much for sharing your story. Where can people find you online if they want to find you? If oh you want goodness. to be found, you don't have yes. to. So I am on Facebook. I don't promise that I'll check it regularly, but um, Instagram. The, I usually Instagram. And I'm on way. Instagram actually too. Uh, my username, I think it's srostami92 and I will try my best to respond. Please come with questions, comments. I love to hear feedback. And yes, slide into those DMs. Yes. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I will have a delay in my answer, but I will always answer. Yeah. Plus, like, you get to see the hijab in action with yes. this bitch. Right? Yeah, ask me anything. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you get to see. Like, that's you'll a real see, visual one. Of, like, yes. Is Instagram. Um, you can find me at the Krista Rosa and you can find the show at loud and curious. Um, you can also go to loud for all the new episodes and learn a little bit more about me. If you like the show, please give me an iTunes review. Um, that's the way that I can be seen by more people. Um, and I can get more of a following. Um, yeah. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This episode of loud and curious was produced by me, Krista Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. 